the coronavirus. This is their new hoax. We have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China. One day it's like a miracle, it will disappear. When you have 15 people, and within a couple of days it's going to be down to close to zero, we really think we've done a great job in keeping it down to a minimum. I like this stuff, I really get it. People are surprised if I understand it. No, I don't take responsibility at all. That now seems like a normal occurrence these days. Here we are talking about this lead story, which is going to hand us the outline probably for the rest of this campaign, is it not? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, the first question, of course, is the health of the president. That's got to be the number one concern on, Peter. Uh, for the country. Looks like president of the United States has tested positive for COVID-19. The statement just out. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. The president and first lady have tested positive for the coronavirus. This puts us in all new territory. The uncontrolled pandemic that has been ravaging our country, that has killed close to a quarter million of our fellow citizens, has now racked up in the list of positive patients north of 7.3 million as of airtime tonight. No less than the President of the United States and the First Lady of the United States. As we were saying, this started with a positive diagnosis of longtime and very close Trump aide Hope Hicks. Hope Hicks said to be mildly symptomatic we thought in plain English, something was up, as we thought it was during the 9 p.m. hour Eastern time that the president was initially tested. Gallons of ink will be spilled and much time and attention granted to what was going on in the intervening hour and days since the first suspected case, positive case around the president, that would be Hope Hicks. The president is believed if past performance was the guide for tonight to have been given the rapid test at the White House. And then when we didn't hear anything, when we saw his tweet talking about beginning the quarantine process, nothing more, nothing less, we suspected perhaps multiple tests to rule out a false positive or false negative. But this president, who has been outwardly and publicly from the start, can fairly be called a COVID-19 denier, uh, did his best publicly to diminish the threat, uh, diminish what it was doing and its travels across our country, many times promising it will go away, it will disappear, early on telling us cases would go down to zero. We now know, thanks to tape recordings with the journalist Bob Woodward, he knew better. He knew better privately. He was willing to discuss that over what he thought was a private telephone call. But he said, as not to panic the public, he was not willing to share that with the public and was eager to play it down and keep playing it down. We can't make that graphic at the bottom of the screen large enough 
to express the import of this moment, the impact of this on the president, his life and health as a 74-year-old man, the life and health of the first lady. Hope Hicks is also in our thoughts tonight, but the impact on the country, the impact on the presidential race with Americans going to polling places, those who haven't already, in just over one month to decide who will lead our country through the next year of what will be, and one of the sure things we know about 2021 is we will still be dealing with this pandemic. Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Friday, October the 2nd. 2020. On this episode of The Politocrat, this is their new hoax. Donald Trump and Melania Trump, as you heard in that audio, test positive for coronavirus. Next. And what we know is from Woodward's account that on January 28th, his national security advisor, Robert O'Brien, tells him in a top secret briefing, this is going to be the greatest threat of your presidency. At the same time, the president is, as you said, playing it down. But what Woodward did with the president's permission was he recorded all of these interviews. There are 18 wide-ranging interviews. And what we're going to play you first is the president in his own words, February 7th, telling Woodward in striking detail just how much he understands about how deadly and dangerous the virus is. And so what was uh, President Xi saying Yesterday. Well, we were talking mostly about the uh, the virus, and I think he's going to have it in good shape. But you know, it's a very tricky situation. It's uh, it, it goes it, it goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your. You know, your, even your strenuous flus. You know, people don't realize we lose 25,000, 30,000 people a year here. Who, who would ever think that, right? I know. It's I mean, much it's pretty forgotten. amazing. And uh, then I say, well, is that the same thing? For, this is uh, more right. deadly. This is five per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. John, I, I just want... All of us to remember, we are used to the virus now, as used as you can be. But if you go back to the beginning of February, the American public, we thought this was a problem in China. The notion of it being airborne, uh, 5% more deadly. These are very specific details that the president had in the very same time period 
that he is saying it's all going to go away. Right, that's February 7th. You just played that piece February of the conversation. 7th. He talks about how deadly it is. He said two weeks later, 20 days later in India, it's a problem that's going to go away. Within a couple of days, it's going to be down to zero. The president telling Woodward one thing, telling the American people and the world something very different. But you, the interesting part is the president makes no bones about it, that he was doing this on purpose, that he decided as a strategy not to convey the seriousness of this because he didn't want to, quote, incite a panic. Correct. So Woodward does another interview, uh, March 19th. We also have the audio of that. Again, the president in his own words. And just to set this up, remember, he has been publicly minimizing the threat to young people. Not a problem for young people. He still minimizes uh, the threat to young people. So he addresses that and then uh, you'll hear he admits that he's not sharing everything he knows. Now it's turning out it's not just old people, Bob, but just today and, and yesterday some startling facts came out. It's not just old, older yeah, exactly. young people to plenty of young people. So give me a moment of talking to somebody, going through this with Fauci or somebody who kind of uh, it caused a pivot in your mind because it's clear just from what's in on the public record that you went through a pivot on this to oh my god the gravity is uh, almost inexplicable and unexplainable well I think Bob really to be honest with sure, you sure I want you to I be. wanted to uh, I wanted to always play it down I still like playing it down yes sir. because I don't want to create a panic you know but John this wasn't just about panic uh, the White House, we know, is very concerned about the economy. The president is very concerned about getting reelected. And uh, what I think you have to just remind people is we've put together uh, some of what the president is saying at the same time publicly in stark contrast. The virus. They're working hard. Looks like by April, you know, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. I hope that's true. But we're doing great in our country, China. I spoke with President Xi, and they're working very, very hard. And I think it's going to all work out fine. And again, when you have 15 people, and the 15 within a couple of days is going to be down to close to zero, uh, that's a pretty good job we've done. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. Yes. And from our shores, we, you know, it could get worse before it gets better. It could maybe go away. We'll see what happens. Nobody really knows. Stay calm. Uh, it will go away. You know it, you know it is going away. And it will go away. And we're going to have a great victory. I mean, I have a mask right here. I put a mask on it, you know, when I think I need it. I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking... 200 feet away from it, he shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. Mr. Trump may have been contagious even then. We don't know. It's possible that he was already uh, positive. We were told that there uh, were tested ahead of the debate. Uh, unclear at this point exactly when they were tested. You heard the audio from Jamie Gangel. John King, 
and Bob Woodward. That was last month on CNN. Of course, those tapes that were the genesis, really, um, of the book Rage by Bob Woodward. And then the next piece of audio you heard was that of the debate just three days ago in Cleveland, Ohio, where Donald Trump was mocking, mocking Joe Biden, who had the decency to wear a mask. And as you heard Anderson Cooper comment, it is not known whether or not Donald Trump had coronavirus during that debate. One thing is for sure is that now for the next two weeks Donald Trump and Melania Trump will not be in public at any events, at any campaigning events or anything at all. Two weeks they will be out of commission there are now 32 voting days left in this election season and this news of Donald Trump and Melania Trump being tested positive for coronavirus has literally rocked the planet although for many people in the planet this is not a surprise And some people would say it is karma for someone to have played loose with science, for someone who mocked science as he did in California two weeks ago, for someone who made fun of the coronavirus, as you heard in that clip earlier, for someone who mocked anybody who wore a mask, who himself discouraged masks, who himself attacked masks. For someone who, as you heard in the audio, lied to the American public while telling Bob Woodward the truth months and months and months ago. And soon after, hundreds of of thousands of people would die. I have often said here that Donald Trump is a mass murderer. I have often said here that Donald Trump is a danger to the country and an enemy to the United States of America. Hope Hicks, one of his most trusted aides, was tested positive for coronavirus as well. That was the news that occupied most of Thursday evening. Then the revelation came that Hope Hicks had been on Air Force One with numerous people, including Donald Trump, flying with him to Minnesota and back.
at the debate, none of the Trump people wore masks. They took them off as they entered the debate hall. And even though Hope Hicks was someone who had been said to have been more careful than the rest in the White House, she still managed to come down with this virus. Now, there is no way of knowing whether or not Donald Trump or Melania Trump caught this virus from Hope Hicks. There would be no way of knowing that. But what we do know is that Donald Trump does not take precautions. The White House does not take precautions. And although people around Donald Trump get tested, as does he, on a pretty much daily basis, there is no physical distancing. There are no masks worn. At his rallies, including the one he did in Minnesota just on Wednesday, there was no physical distancing. There were only a few people wearing masks. They were visible in camera shot behind him. But as for the rest of the people in that rally, packed in like sardines, even if it were outdoor, the vast majority of those people did not wear a mask at all. Donald Trump has people sign waivers who go to his rallies, say that if you should get coronavirus, myself nor anybody in this campaign shall be held liable. This was happening in June when in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you had Trump people taking city applied stickers off of seats in an arena. Those stickers said, do not sit here. Those stickers were physical distancing stickers so that people would not sit in the seat with the stickers on them. Yet before that rally began, there were Trump people removing those stickers all within full view of the police in Tulsa, mind you. And in that very arena, just hours later, Herman Cain would die. Eventually die from complications to do with coronavirus. He had no mask on. He was not physically distanced. And although there are only roughly 4,000 or 2,000 people in a 20,000 or 16,000 seat auditorium arena, Herman Cain threw caution to the wind. Herman Cain was in his 70s. And now that Donald Trump has caught this virus, 74-year-old, has caught this virus. Now he could end up where Herman Cain is right now. With 32 voting days left until November 3rd, 
it is essential that you go out now and vote early. Make sure you do that and make sure you are registered to vote. There are a number of states today and during this weekend where the deadlines for voter registration are coming up. So make sure you are aware of those and make sure you vote early. Make sure you visit the brand new Politocrat Vote Early Color Collection online store. Three colorful t-shirts with a clear message to vote early on the front of them. I think you'll love these and you'll look great sending an important message to vote early. Get your Politocrat Vote Early Color Collection t-shirt right now online at the-politocrat.myshopify.com You can also find it in the liner notes of this podcast episode. And you can also find it on my Twitter handle at the popcorn R-E-E-L Great t-shirts at affordable prices. You'll love these t-shirts. Vote early and look great doing it. Welcome back. When I first heard this news, two things were in my thoughts. One, I suspected as much. When the White House had not made any statement whatsoever about Hope Hicks and had not made any statement at all in response to Trump's tweet that there was a quarantine that he and Melania Trump were doing, it was pretty darn evident to me that in connection with that quarantine, he was telling you that he probably, most likely was telling you at least, that he had this virus. And sure enough, roughly an hour to an hour and a half passed by. And voila, the news came as you heard it from Brian Williams. That was during his show last night. It was an extended part of his show, the 11th hour on MSNBC. He made it very clear. And the way that news broke was dramatic, but not surprising. So many people had been tested positive for coronavirus at the White House. And there have been very varied reporters who have said that the White House protocol was all over the place and lacks security. It was as if they were inviting this virus. And lo and behold, you had people like Katie Miller, the wife of Stephen Miller, test positive. You had Kimberly Guilfoyle, the girlfriend of Donald Trump Jr., testing positive. You had a military valet connected to Donald Trump. He tested positive. 
you had varying levels of Secret Service staff. They tested positive. You had Trump organizing officials at the Tulsa rally. They tested positive. You had situations in which there were other people who were being tested and they tested positive. This news did not come as any surprise to me. And all I could register from the news that Donald Trump contracted this virus along with Melania Trump was my anger. My anger. I had written some tweets and I had to delete one or two of them. The others will stand as they are and you can see them at the popcorn R-E-E-L. Such was my anger and contempt for two people, one of whom deliberately lied to you and me, who deliberately, willfully murdered hundreds of thousands of Americans. He lied. They died. And he didn't give a rat's. That was literally, literally last week. And in case you didn't hear the reporter, because Donald Trump loves to take questions on the White House lawn where the helicopter was whirring away with the noise that it is designed to do something to your brain and designed so that you cannot hear what it is the reporter's asking. Well, in case you didn't hear what the reporter was asking him last week, The question was, why haven't you said anything about the U.S. hitting 200,000 deaths from coronavirus? This was the response from Donald Trump. I will play this again. That was Donald Trump literally ignoring the question from a reporter. 200,000 people died at his hands because of him. And he murdered them. He didn't have to individually attack each one of them in person and physically do anything to them. His lies, his contempt, his indifference, 
his willfulness, his sociopathic, psychopathic way resulted in him ignoring the question that you heard the reporter asking. Why haven't you said anything about the U.S. hitting 200,000 deaths? Go ahead, uh, anybody else? Go ahead, uh, anybody else. That is a psychopath. That is a sociopath. That is the response of a murderer. This is a death cult. There is no other way to explain why someone would be so reckless and indifferent and uncaring. We are dealing with some very dangerous people. And I really do think that now more than ever before, that you get out there after you've checked your voter registration and you vote. Do it early. Do it right now. 32 days. 32 voting days. Make sure you get out there Registered to vote. Deadlines are coming. What's happening in Texas is criminal. Deadlines are coming in your state. Stand and be aware. And make sure you stand and be counted. Because Donald Trump, whether he survives or not, whether he is sick or not, whether he has symptoms or not, is still going to do what he's going to try to do. But I think now Joe Biden is already on his way to a landslide victory. We can only knock on wood and keep fighting and keep working hard to make it happen. Vote. Vote early. There is no way on earth that Donald Trump is going to be debating anymore in this election season. 
there certainly will not be a debate on October the 15th between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. On October the 15th, it will be his final day of quarantine. If not the second to last day of quarantine. Which means that the debate on October 15th that was scheduled, the one in Miami, will no longer take place. As of this recording, the debate incredibly is still on. But I certainly expect that that will change. As for the vice presidential debate that's coming up, scheduled for next Wednesday. I would say that as of now, it is an open question as to whether that debate is even going to go forward. If I had my druthers, I would postpone that debate as well, quite frankly. Because Mike Pence needs to be tested. And just the mere fact that he has been in contact with Donald Trump over the last few days would certainly require that he take a test. And as I may have said before, Joe Biden needs to take one as well, as as does Jill Biden. So a lot of people need to take these coronavirus tests now. But what Donald Trump has done over these last 10 months, let alone the last four years, let alone the last 50 years, is unforgivable. There probably will not be any more debates this coming election season or this current election season. I don't see the debate going forward on the the 15th of October for sure. And I don't see the debate going on this coming Wednesday either. If anything, the debate will be a Zoom debate between the vice presidential nominee Kamala Harris and the vice president Mike Pence. This is a self-inflicted wound Donald Trump did this to himself. Donald Trump brought this on himself. The question now, if nothing more crazy could ever happen to the country, the question now is how do we deal with living in a country that is so vulnerable at the moment in every sense? It is an incredibly vulnerable time. Some people on Twitter are even talking about, well, maybe Biden should suspend his campaign. No, why should he? This is the kind of argument that John McCain himself made in 2008 when there was an economic and financial crisis. And John McCain announced that he was suspending his campaign and Barack Obama, who was running for president at the time, said, no, no, we don't need to do that. It's not necessary. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. That is what leaders do. They don't just scuttle off and cancel a debate or suspend their campaign because the stock market has tumbled. 
And that was a stand that got Obama some more points, for sure. But this is immensely, immensely, immensely troubling for the country in terms of what the heck is going on. Someone was saying to me that this is Donald Trump's out clause, that he could decide to resign off the back of this citing ill health and not even have to compete in the election because he knows, he knows that Joe Biden is going to landslide him out of office in a humiliating defeat. Remember, there are only 32 days of voting remaining until November 3rd. And the vast majority of the votes that are casted by mail, at least in this country, are from Democratic voters. This is really something. There will be more to be said about all of this, of course, in the coming days. Three or four different headlines just get upended. I had a completely different episode to record. But instead, this news has consumed everything globally over the last, well, It's just incredible. People will not be surprised by this news about Donald Trump and Melania Trump testing positive for coronavirus. They won't be surprised at all. You had to figure that this would catch up with Donald Trump at one point or another. Indeed, there are people in the White House, according to varied sources and reporters, who said that they expected Donald Trump to get an infection from coronavirus and be tested positive for it. As he tried to, she tried, excuse me, as he, as he, uh, I just can't even speak because I am so angry. And perhaps I don't have the kind of empathy that I call upon those listening to me right now to have. It's just something that could have been avoided. Almost all of these deaths could have been avoided. We are in to October. And now about 210,000 people have died under Donald Trump's watch. Welcome to Donald Trump's America. How do you like the view? Thank you for listening. To this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. <laughs>